From Yarm to Yibby, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red, the tune, and the cat. Forget about gabbity, gabbity, gap, gap, gap in the championship. What about penalty, penalty, pen, pen, pen in the FA Cup? Oh, oh tell you what. Uh, but but look, I'll give you it first. I'll give you it first on the Northeast Footy Breakfast. It's getting through to the next round that counts, yeah, isn't by it? By the skin it of is. our teeth, isn't mate? it, Steve? By the skin of our teeth. Yeah, we indeed. got through. We got through. Yeah, it was a tough, got tough over the line, just like Depopka and that penalty save. <laughs> Every keeper does it, son. Every keeper does it. That's oh, what we need for you, Aaron. I've been saying Gillette, this for years. The best a man can get. That's how close the shit was. Oh, very good, very good. Well, it's my short day, lads. Yes, it's, uh, it is. It's, yes. It sees the. Um, I, I, first of all, apologies for the voice. I am going to lose my voice at some point today, uh, and, and so uh, am I. I yeah, it's it's just going deeper and deeper. I've got the uh, Dazzy. Yeah. I've got the Dazzy Lurg. That's where I've got the Dazzy well, Lurg. How have I ended up with it? That's the thing. Well, you were kissing I'm him the other day, mate. Oh, righto. Yeah, could a man love? Why Yuck. not? Why it was. Kim at the studio. Daz brought the bacon buddies in, and that was it. The pair of them. Absolute did man they, love it. Did was. they share a bacon buddy? They Mate. shared one, didn't they? I uh, bet you shared one. Like Lady in the like, Trump. I don't. You know, Mate, I was going to say G- GDPR <laughs> rules and regulations. I don't go into what they shared. I think it's the contents of my stomach. Right. So, <laughs> what have we got for you today? Obviously, we're going to talk about the last night's game. Um, I, I'm really, really impressed by Blackburn. I thought they'd give that a really good go. Um, I was absolutely right about Sammy Smoddix. I said Blackburn would score. Um, did. I thought he was a threat all game as well. But we'll, we'll let Steve have his say on that one. Uh, we've got What the Fact. We've got Ted's tabloid tidbits. Uh, well, I've got three nice stories for once from the Great Northeast. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Brendan Rogers calling a journalist a good girl and then being accused of sexism. Um, we're going to have a lot <laughs> The Brighton envy <laughs> continues. Uh, Deserby now linked with Man United and the buying job as well. Um, nobody can leave that club alone, like can they? Fan entitlement. Fly me to the moon forum, which I'm sure you lads are, are, are aware of. A high activity and appears fans are split over whether they want Steve Gibson to remain as the owner. Now, in my opinion, he's been a great owner, but is it maybe time to move on? We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk music, lads. Pigbag, Dance to the Nights, Local Hero, all iconic music. However, the CDs have been broken. There's no access to those tunes anymore. They've gone. They're being deleted from history. What's your team's new walkout music? So we're going to open that up to the WhatsApp too as well. And the number for that is, Dave... Thanks. I was just checking our transmitters around the northeast. <laughs> well done, mate. It's 033-043-2002. 033-043-2002. Not only can you WhatsApp. And by the way, guys, we've already got in a WhatsApp. Um, so we'll get to that one shortly. You can call that number as well and speak to the lads on the northeast footy breakfast. That number of again. Course. 0330. 043-2002. Uh, you might want to let it ring for a while because it is me pressing the buttons this morning. So um, who knows whether we get them right or wrong. Jeanette, the best a man can get. Please sponsor yes. the breakfast show. We want some money. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, call in, so, Jared. I love you. Best referee I've ever seen. Whatever. Oh, yeah, stop talking yeah. over. Me. You've had your Brilliant. turn. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get kicked off with some headlines and we'll get into what the fuck. Then we'll let Steve have his say about that cup win last night uh, for Newcastle. So, yes, let's see who's going first, Dave. Top of the pile is this one. Smoggies and Proud. Borough News. Good morning, beautiful Borough fans. Happy Wednesday, midweek hump day. On to Stoke. Borough could be given an unexpected boost in the next month with Dara Lenahan on track to return early from what was thought to be a season-ending ACL injury. The Borough's second-in-line captain has been a massive loss to Barra's backline this season and would undoubtedly be a huge welcome if he could return for a few games towards the end of the season. Dara has revealed that he might be likely to be close to having to be able to play sorry, seven to eight games. Oh, wouldn't we want that? Borough also thought to be interested in Brendan Galloway. The defender is currently at Plymouth Argyle, but is out of contract this summer. The 27-year-old has impressed after being given regular starts under new boss Ian Foster. Brendan Galloway has said to be keen to stay in the championship and progress as he is 27 years old and he's looking for that next step in his career. And Borough will now also be forced to think twice about Paddy McNair. A few weeks ago, McNair looked out to be out of games, out of contract and out of time at Borough. Fast forward and he's now the heart of Borough's defence once again and he's not also been captaining for the past two games. Only 28, some think Manair is showing his full worth now after a young, at a young age, once being touted by Man United as an extreme talent. Time will tell if Borough will choose to extend McNair's stay on side as he keeps his form continuing towards the end of the season. It'd be hard to say no. That's your Borough headlines. Hump day. Good morning. Magpies and proud. Mag news. Martin Dubravka is the toast to Tyneside on Wednesday morning, making two saves in a penalty shootout last night to hand this side a place in quarterfinals of the FA Cup that they didn't deserve after a stuttering display. One shot on target in the first half by Newcastle against a championship team who had one win in 13 games had the United faithful fearing the worst, but a goal from Gordon on 71 minutes looked to have given us passage into the next round. But Blackburn weren't done and they got a deserved equaliser through Smodics that took the game into extra time. There were chances at both ends in the final 30 minutes, but with a stalemate, the game headed to the dreaded penalty shootout. And as they had done in the Carabao Cup at Stamford Bridge, the visitors won the right to have the shootout staged in front of the away end. And Fabian Scher confidently ruled the opening kick beyond Ainsley Pears. Dubravka then denied Smodics only for Barnes to give Pears a routine block with his effort, and Callum Britton made it 1-1. Bruno and Elliot Anderson then scored their spot kicks, as did their Rover counterparts, Sigurdsson and Ayari, to make it 3-3. That left Anthony Gordon who emphatically took away the fifth kick down the middle and Dubravka to take his place in goal to fling himself to his right and denied Blackburn captain Dominic Hyam to send his side into the hat for the draw tonight. Newcastle will be ball number one and the last eight ties will be played over the weekend of Saturday March the 16th meaning that our Premier League fixture at Crystal Palace has now been postponed. In other news, Newcastle co-owner Amanda Stavely is due in court today over claims she's allegedly failed to send a £37 million payment to Greek shipping magnate Victor Restis from 15 years ago. The Newcastle United director will ask the insolvency and company's court to dismiss the petition and sources say she is confident of success. Stavely is believed to claim the debt related to a £10 million equity investment made by Restis in 2008 and that £7 million was repaid, leaving £3 million. On Tuesday, saw the Premier League publish the next instalments of their televised league fixtures. Uh, Newcastle's game against Everton will now take place on the 2nd of April. 
uh, live on TNT, 7.30 kickoff. And the game against Spurs at home on the 13th of April will be a 12.30 kickoff now. And that is also on TNT. That's your Newcastle headlines on Wednesday morning. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. Good morning, Sunderland fans. We are halfway there, as Bon Jovi once sang. Sunderland fans would oppose the return of former Preston North End boss Alex Neil to the stadium alight. That's according to the Sunderland Echo, who polled readers after a national outlet reported the Scott would be open to a return to Wearside. Indeed, when asked by the Sunderland Echo on X, formerly Twitter, if they'll be open to the return of Neil, a massive 87.2% of the 4,500-plus votes cast said they would oppose any move. Just 12.8% of yes. Black Cat supporters voted yes. There's a clear message to the Sunderland hierarchy who will wait until the summer to name their new manager. Mike Dodds will remain in caretaker charge for the remainder of the season, with the Wearsiders currently 10th in the table with 12 games remaining. Mike Dodds admits that Nazari Rusin's limited grasp of English continues to make it difficult to get the best out of the striker. Rusin could barely speak a word of English when he joined the Black Cats from Ukrainian side Zoria Yuluhansk in, in the summer. And just as Tony Mowbray and Michael Beale have both had to try to bridge the language divide, so Dodds also finds himself having to come up with alternative ways of communicating with the 25-year-old. He's been trying to learn the language in the last six months, but remains far from fluent in both terms of speaking English and understanding when others are conversing with him in the language. That's not an excuse, because I would never make excuses, said Sunderland's interim head coach. His English is limited, so in terms of being really clear with what you want, that's a speed bump for us, but he trains properly and he wants to get better. And finally, Sunderland DFC under-21s are set to take on Brighton on Friday evening, and here's everything you need to know about the Premier League 2 fixture. The date will be Friday the 1st of March, that's this Friday, kickoff is at 7pm and that's at the Eppleton Colliery Welfare Ground. Tickets can be purchased online, ranging anywhere from £5 to £10. Grab your ticket ahead of the game on the club website. They are your Sunderland headlines. Together, across the northeast, three brand new radio stations. By the fans, for the fans. On DAB Radio, online and smart speakers. Right Well, I mean, that was just rude from Rye, wasn't it? That was an almost yep. faultless read of the headlines, and he bursts in with just utter nonsense. So we'll yeah, ignore him. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll just ignore that trash. You know? Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it's 100% awful, rude. Awful, mate. Absolutely awful. We're going to crash on. We're going to start with what, what did the he facts say anyway? Got what, to... did, what did you say? I voted I just, for that. Oh, I was, yeah, brother. That's voted, mangling yes. vowels. Yeah. <laughs> I just said, I voted yes. mate. I did vote yes as well. Yeah, take a cork off your hat and pour it in your mouth, mate. I feel mean for saying that now. <laughs> bring Alex the right. back. Yeah, right. I sung well, to you this that, morning, that, Ted, that, that, and you're still angry. Is... I sung to you this morning, and you, you and you still. I feel disturbed <laughs> and a bit violated by that, to be honest. But anyway, come on, we've got seven minutes before we're going to go to ad breaks because you're. Uh, Mrs. Ted needs a new purse. Right, so let's let's crack on. Have you got the music ready, Dave? No. No. Oh, I'm fixing transmitters at the moment. Uh, oh. But if you just bear with me, all right. Do, so you, you know. do an acapella? No. And you can have Daz any time you want, don't you worry. <laughs> have you had enough I, with your sniggering, I mean, like, Muttley? 
No, no, no. What, 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 Right, <laughs> you know how this works now. I have an interesting fact about football. I'm going to give you four clues to get it. I'm currently trailing you all. I'm getting beat 4-2 at this stage. I'm not happy about this, so I'm ramping <laughs> things up a little bit. No, it's, uh, I can't have this. I don't like it. Okay, we don't know. Give us the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, your first clue for what the fact today is, well, that just takes the cherry, all that money for nothing. Well, that just mm. takes the cherry. All that money for nothing. Bournemouth? Yeah. It's Bournemouth and it's uh, ex Borlad who signed for them. Um, what to call him? Mm. Tav. Marcus Tavernier. Oh. No. Imagine. Imagine he nails on those. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, wouldn't it be so good? good. <laughs> Imagine that. One day someone's going to get it off that first clue and I'm going to be here for it and I'm gonna, it's going to be hilarious. He would slam his that microphone down in disgust. would ripple the show for me, that like. Wouldn't, wouldn't it? Wouldn't <laughs> it? I'm just, I'm just not in the right frame of mind to kind of come up with that much material to cover for somebody doing that to what the fact. It, it, it would kill it. Do you know what so, line I'm, you know I'm going to go down? Record. Didn't you know what? Steve get it off too? Two clues. I think we got it off two once. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think back to that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to go down Dire Straits route. It's a Dire Straits song. That's that's what we have to go down. All that money for nothing. Oh. Okay. Well, you're going to have to develop that because that's not really an answer, is it? No. Well, I didn't want to give you an answer at this stage, mate. Um, You know, I just want to. Yeah, you're going to have to. I want to let it. I want to let it. I want to let it Jan Luca. I want to let it fester for a while. See what I did there? Logos. See what I did there? That yeah, awful. I did actually. That that was, was, yeah. brought, in yeah. a, brought in a football reference. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, that clue one more time. Well, that just takes the cherry. All that money for nothing. I like mm. how you It could be about so logos. Because almost logo just got revealed. And the elder fans are saying they don't like it and keep the old one. And I remember Leeds United Leeds did, did the that. Same, Do you remember, with, with the remember fist. Leeds did that with yep. the fist? Yeah. yeah. And they spent all their money on it and yeah. then they went back on it. So it could be linked like that. I don't know. And Leeds did have a player called Trevor Cherry, of course. They did? Oh. Yes. Yes. Well, there you go. There you go. You've, you've got to think that one through. We're getting smarter. You? Right. We're getting smarter. We are. We're clever, us. We're clever. We've got all well, levels. Down. We've got all levels let's and everything. Let's get down to... Oh, come on. <laughs> let's get down to it. The game last night, hang I on, hang on, admittedly... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What's that? <laughs> Oh, here we go. <laughs> Good morning, Dave, Rye, Steve and Ted. Newcastle were lucky, Steve. Can you tell me that fact again? Well, we've just repeated it, so there you go, we've done it. Yes. Uh, that's from Ryan Plymouth. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. <laughs> why, why, why have we lost the Australian? <laughs> Everyone I've keeps no cutting Ted off. <laughs> Never, never happens when Daz is on. Like, your time you're wasting, lads. Okay, Okay, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I, I, I humbly withdraw my services from this day forth. I've resigned as chief button presser on a, on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You will have to put up with Dazzy Daz 
friend oh. of the stars and a well-known groovy person for the rest of your existence. <laughs> this is, this is the last, this is the last I'm talking this morning. Goodbye. <laughs> what is going on with Daz? Because I, I just fear he's going to leave us. He's talking to far too many celebrities now for my liking. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's going proper yeah. A-list, isn't he? Yep, he's, he's got a couple really of three streams. He? <laughs> he has, he has. He's going to get porridge or something, 100 cents. Crack open the virtual <laughs> champagne, I see. That's absolutely, absolutely, mate. He's, he's going Love to it. open a fresh jar of caviar to put in his scrambled eggs, probably. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've, got, we've only got like a couple of minutes. We are going to come back, come back to this after the break, Steve, but... Yeah, obviously, you know the, what matters about the, about cup games is getting through to the next round. You've done it, kept the cool in the in the uh, penalty shootout, but I think Blackburn surpassed everyone's expectations with that performance last night, especially in the first half. Um, but arguably, I would say they looked the most dangerous. I thought Smodix looked like somebody who can make that step up to the Premier League as well. But ultimately, the Geordies through. And how are you feeling about it, mate? Well, I'm delighted we're through, but it was a it was a hard watch that last night. Um, to be honest, I think Eddie Howe nailed it in his in his presser afterwards, where he he basically just said that you know Newcastle weren't in it in the first half. Um, the second half they were slightly better, but the best period of the game was extra time, um, and and that is probably a, a, a pretty good assessment of it. Um, you can't take anything away from Blackburn. I thought Blackburn played very well. I think you know you both called Smodix. I mean, obviously you know. That you, you see him um, and if you've seen him this season against your teams respectively and he certainly did play well last night he, you know he ran Newcastle's back four ragged at times but um, you know the problem that we did highlight yesterday on the show was that Blackburn don't score goals and you know their current form mm. tells you that and that was what let yeah. them down last night they couldn't put the ball in the back of the net and yeah. from Newcastle's point of view you know they, they you know they, they they've stayed in the game it's it, it's you know it was you know the Alan Shearer derby and you know Alan Alan was there to watch it covering it for BBC One um, and Newcastle come out on top on penalties and it was it was good I mean look Eddie Howe made the substitutions last night to, to, uh, he, he clearly had his penalty takers and they've clearly been practicing penalties and and the substitutions yeah. last night he brought Miley on you know just just after the hour mark took him back off and put Anderson on who was making his uh, return to the first team last night um, you know he, he clearly had his set penalty takers and, and we got off to a great start with Fabian Shares penalty um, and you know the you know the, the pressure penalty was on Anthony Gordon of course um, you know when which which he finished with a you know with a plum after getting getting us into the penalty shootout with his goal, but um, but yeah, look, it, there's a lot to think about. If we play like that against Wolves on Saturday, uh, we're going to come a cropper, and the, there is concerns abound, and uh, you know, social media, you know, speaking to fans on on podcasts, speaking to fans on the radio show, listening to people's WhatsApps. Listening to what people are saying, you know, it, you know, when you're out and about, it's you know, everyone's concerned. No one can put a finger on what is going wrong and why Newcastle aren't, you know, aren't performing to the same kind of standards and levels that they were last season. And it's something. It's got to be something else other than you know the, the injury crisis we've had because you know players are coming back now and there's just yeah. seems to be a lack of effort and that's that's the biggest worry. That's that's what we saw at the weekend against Arsenal. That's what's been highlighted by most people. And and now, you know, playing a championship team away and you know coming coming away with a one-one draw and, and obviously a win on penalties is it's not really satisfactory. But we are into the the hat for the for the draw tonight. You know, we're all hoping for a home draw against 
you know, a lower league opposition would be better for us, I think, at this moment in time until we find our mojo. Do a middle yeah. Yeah, we're there. We're there. Um, we're, we're a game away from Wembley. We're a game away from yeah, Wembley. Well done. Yeah, well True, done. Man. True. Well, uh, I've, I've got a theory about the about the sort of well form, if you can call it like. But we've got to go to an ad break first. But uh, we'll pick that up after after with the the break, Steve. But yes, more to come on the show. But now a little word from our advertisers. Why do clients choose Ather & Co? Very diligent, very caring, put themselves in my shoes. Always informed me, kept me up to date of what was going on. Didn't feel I had anything to worry about and I had nothing to do other than turn up for a medical. Ather's did the rest. For the full story, see athers.co.uk forward slash reviews. Choose the one you know, Ather & Co. The North East Footy Breakfast. You're going away and you're staying oh. in a hostel and then the next thing you know, yeah, you're on an operating yes. table having your bits taken out oh. of you. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Sports headlines or something, please. Oh, I'm getting memories. How did I even... Oh, no, 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 no. Start your day with the North East Footy Breakfast. Monday to Friday, 7 till 9, right here. The Tooth, The Cat, The Red Sport. Holders Manchester City are safely through to the quarter-finals of the FA Cup. Erling Haaland scored five times as they won 6-2 at Luton Town. Newcastle United were taken to penalties by championship side Blackburn Rovers. The match finished one all after extra time, but the Premier League team advanced to the last eight with a 4-3 win in the shootout. Championship leaders Leicester are also through as they caused a surprise by knocking out Premier League Bournemouth. They won 1-0 after extra time despite making multiple changes to their starting lineup. England's women made it two wins out of two in their friendly internationals in Spain. They defeated Italy by five goals to one, with Lauren Hemp scoring twice. In rugby union, France centre Jonathan Dante will miss his country's Six Nations clashes against Wales and England after being given a five-week ban. He was shown a red card during Sunday's 13-all draw with Italy after making direct head-on-head contact while attempting a tackle. And in cricket, Namibia's Jan Nicole Lofty-Eaton has recorded the fastest ever century in a T20 international. Together across the northeast. The Timbercat and the Red Blooming journalists taking over our show, honestly. We weren't even supposed to have any sports headlines. They've just got to get in there, honestly, haven't they? They're like diarrhea, they just get everywhere. Anyway, as we, was, as we were talking about, I've just, I've just compared journalists with diarrhea. I can't believe I've done that. But anyway, um, not all of them, obviously, not all of them. Uh, so, yeah, Steve, last night, obviously, um, a strong performance from Blackburn in that first half, like what we said. And you touched on, you know, fans can't quite put their finger on what's going on. I have a theory at this moment in time that obviously fantastic season for Newcastle last season. I'm not going to say they're overachieved because I think that's probably doing Eddie Howe a bit of a disservice to be honest. They got where they got last year and deserve to be there. Now, I think to a lesser degree, Sunderland have kind of suffered this as well this season in the Championship, is that people have worked them out. And that people have gone and done their homework. I'm not saying Torino style went and spied on them. Um, but people have done their homework. They see how the, these teams play. They see how Newcastle set up. And I think it's just become that much more difficult because it's, in pop music terms, it's that difficult second album. 
It's, do you know what I mean by that? It's, it's kind of like, mm. right, we've done, we've done this, we've set up in this way, we've got our brand of football, but what comes next is people going, okay, well, this is how we counteract it. So it's, I think with Newcastle, and, and, and like I say, Sunderland, to a, a certain degree, have to come up with a, a plan B now, and they've got to kind of tinker with that system they've got and just improve it. Would you agree with that? or? Well, I, I just think that, I think that, People saying overachieved, I think it's wrong. I think mm-hmm. it's. I don't think we overachieved last season. We finished where we finished because that's how good we were last season. We got to a cup final. We finished fourth in the league, and and we deserved that. Um, there was a momentum. There was, uh, you know, there the, the certainly was, you know, momentum and confidence, which plays a big part. Um, this season. Uh, we, we have been beset by injuries. The injuries have been horrendous. We've talked about them, you know, week after week after week, just scratching our heads, not understanding why, you know, Newcastle have been, a, you know, you know, receiving so many strange injuries. They're not and, and, and injuries which haven't kept a player out for two weeks. Injuries which have kept players out for two months and more. So it, it, it's it's going to disrupt everybody. But I just think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I think part of it can be down to the injuries and the disruption because it hasn't we haven't had we haven't had a, a squad available to select from and we've had to maintain the same team. Um, I think some of it is down to confidence and that plays a huge part in the dressing room. I don't think that uh, I don't think that there's been a confidence there in the dressing room. Um, we, we had a major we had a major crisis of confidence in, in over the Christmas period, which led to you know some pretty significant defeats. We then seemed to pick up, um, you know, in January. Obviously, the Sunderland game was a boost for Newcastle. We went on a little mini run after that, and then you know, we, we again, you know, the we haven't had a bad we haven't had a bad run in terms of results, but it's just the fact that we drew against Luton and we drew against Bournemouth at home. You know, and like like I've said before, if we'd if we'd actually managed to get you know, two draws away from home and won the home games, we would have had the same amount of points, but people wouldn't have been whinging and complaining as much. So it's just the way it is, unfortunately. And then, you know, you add the Arsenal defeat to that, uh, you know, a comprehensive defeat against a team that we, you know, we went down and drew nil-nil with last season. People are going to people are going to write, complain and rightly so, and 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 it's just it's just part and parcel of it. But there's I don't think you put your finger on it. I do think Eddie's stubborn. I do think that he's got his set way. But most managers are. I think you you, you know you, you've got a set way that you're going to set up and a set way you're going to play. Why suddenly change it when things you know start going wrong is something's the, the the mantra and the mindset that managers have and. That's Eddie's decision, and and that's that's you know his job depends on results. At the end of the day, um, we saw the relief on his face last night um, when when they, you know when, when they got they got through uh, the penalty shootout, and you know he's going to be relieved because you know this 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 cup run is vitally important to Newcastle. Um, the next game's four weeks, you know, well three to four weeks time, and. Looking at that, you think, well, hopefully we need a bit of luck with the injuries now. The players will be back in sync. They'll be they'll be back up to full fitness, and hopefully Nick Pope could be back by then as well. Um, so you, you're almost, you know, with the exception of Joe Linton and Callum Wilson, you'd almost be at full strength. So you just want a home game. You want a home game in the quarterfinals. You want it against a team which you know you don't want to draw Man City. Um, especially after the form they were in last night, and Haaland and De Bruyne are getting back up to full speed. 
but you want a you know you want you want a game which which you can win and get yourself get yourself a trip to Wembley. It'll give everybody a boost, um, and and get you know get everybody you know get everyone pumped up again and and you know get rid of the negativity because there's there is a lot of negativity. It's seeping into everybody at the moment, and there's nothing you can do about that because that's just the passion that football football fans have. But yeah. Overall, mate, um, I don't think we've been found out. I just think you know the defence, which was which is which is the wrong side of thirty, is is another year older. I think confidence is the main factor, and I just think it's it's just one of those things, you know, where, where injury list has has played its part. So collect a collective of reasons why Newcastle haven't been performing, but we are still in the FA Cup and uh, still only two points off a, Euro- a European place. So it's not doom and gloom yet. True enough, mate. Yeah, I, th- I think. It's fair to say new blood required at the in the back four because that, that it did look static at times and obviously I, yeah I know Lascelles is coming in there and it looks to all intents and purposes like he's off at the end of the season but we mentioned the Blackburn player that that um, obviously has been performing very very well Sammy Smodix I reckon there's somebody who can make the step up to Premier League level I, I don't know what you lads think I mean me Ryan Dave obviously have seen a bit more of him than what you have Steve granted. Um, I, I think he's somebody who he, he gets people off the seats. He's just a lively for somebody who's not a striker and he's got what 23 goals this season already. Yeah, that, yeah. that shows somebody who's banging form. And I, Rai, I think he can go very, very much all the way to the top. Yeah, no, it was. Um, he's he's definitely one of the best players I've you know in the championship at the moment, up there with Morgan Whitaker. Uh, it just scares me, obviously, that gap there, because I actually thought Ben Hammer at Coventry, who ended up going to Sheffield United. Uh, I honestly thought Aaron Ramsey, I honestly thought Cameron Archer were all, even Ryan Giles, I thought they were so fantastic last season in the championship that they all deserved it and they all got Premier League moves and none of them have worked, I would argue. I mean, Cameron Archer, I think, is still in the single digits for goals. Aaron Ramsey, unfortunately, has been plagued by injuries. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we've Diaz seen, and we've seen well. the likes of, yeah, Diaz, Brenton Diaz as well. And then we've seen Ben Hammer as well, which I thought was, he was amazing at commentary last season with him with Jokeres. So, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good question. And I think, you know, it's, it's up to the player to take that, that chance and, you know, and make it worthwhile because but Sammy, I think has got a bit of a uh, bit of nouse about him. He's been around the game for a fair bit. It's not his first uh, rodeo. Uh, he's not young and first time. Uh, you know, playing, you know, mucking around with the football. So uh, I think he'll, uh, I think he could make the the step up as well as um, as Morgan Whitaker for sure, and and Jack Clark yeah, for, for mind you as well. I think there are some boys definitely that Premier League teams will undoubtedly uh, go in, go back down the and and pick out because um, yeah, I think Sammy could uh, he could do a big job, especially for like a mid table. Or um, yes. I'd like to see him, you know, go for, you know, West Ham or something like that, maybe. Yeah, newly promoted side, I think would would do well to to recruit him and take him up because I think yeah, it's, not wrong. It's it's not it's not really about pace or anything like that with him. It's it is technical ability, and he, he's got the yeah. ability to beat the man. It was a little unfortunate in the first half not to get a couple of goals. If maybe you know a, a yeah, little bit of calmer finishing, I think he just got excited about you know potentially sticking one away against like that seven and a half thousand Geordie fans in that end. I tell you what, I've got to take my hat off to them, Steve, because. Watching that first half, and, and it sticks in my throat to say this, that's why I sound as horrible as I do at this moment in time. Um, the, <laughs> the fans were absolutely incredible last night. The noise, that sounded like it was being played at St. James's. 
Yeah, I mean, the atmosphere was fantastic. 7,200 fans down there and, you know, all all got down there, all got down there safely and and got back safely, which is, which is, which is the most important thing. But yeah, the support was, was unwavering last night, even, 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 even despite the, you know, the, you know, the, the football that Newcastle's team served up last night, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great, great atmosphere, a great cup tie. And and as you know, I, I I predicted it was going to be tight. I think I went for a two-one win for Newcastle. Um, it was it was a really tight game. And um, like I say, a credit a credit to Blackburn. But yeah, the the fans were superb last night, and you know, great a great atmosphere. Everybody everybody was everyone was behind the cause. And you know, at the end of, at the end of it, they rightly saluted their heroes. And um, yeah, great 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 win through to the next round. Let's see who we get in the hat tonight. Absolutely, mate. Some big games. Well, actually, there was some, uh, obviously some, some other games played last night as well. Leicester City did well um, away at Bournemouth. I think that's proven their Premiership credentials as well to go to a game like that. Um, you know, obviously not playing their, their their first team squad or all of them certainly because they've got one eye on promotion, of course. Um, but that, that's a big statement that to go to Bournemouth and, and win one nil that that serves them well for next season. But obviously, yeah. the pick of the scores was that uh, that absolute demolition from Man City against oh, Luton wow. Town. Yeah, six two. It was um, it, it was really really men against boys. And a what one two three four just a five goals for Haaland, wasn't it? Just the five, yeah. Just the yeah. cheeky five. I what mean, Jordan Clark oh must God. have been absolutely buzzing to get two goals against Man City, and then, <laughs> then, then Harland goes and does that, and you kind of think, poor kid. <laughs> that, that should have been the yeah, moment of wrong. his life, that. But, yeah, I wrong. mean, Steve, do you see anybody in the Premier League being able to, being able to stop them in, in the immediate future? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's <laughs> look. They're a, like Man City. Man City are, a, are just a different, a different breed altogether. Um, yeah. And Holland, Holland's goals last night were, you know, they were just they weren't they weren't outstanding goals. They were just simple. Um, and and yeah. it all it, it all came from the the football that that was being played around him, and he's just in the right place at the right time, which is what he is. He's a he's a moocher, isn't he? He's um, he's yeah. somebody who just goes <laughs> in at the back post and taps it in. But that's what you need. Um, you know, he's a big big lad as well. He's got pace, and you know he's just come back from injury, so you know he's just finding his feet again. But five goals, and you know it. Yeah, I mean he's he's just he's just outstanding. Um, there's nothing you can do when when Man City are in form like that. De Bruyne, De Bruyne's got the you know he's got the keys nice, to unpick yeah. unpick the lock of any defence. And then you know if you, if, if if you rest those guys, you've got you know Phil Foden who you know is in and out of the team, but when he comes in, he does he does fantastic. Rodrigo, yeah. you, you, you've got you've got. John Stones, you, you you know who I think some of the networks were comparing to Bobby Moore at the weekend. I mean, there's, oh, wow. you know, there's there's a lot of superlatives you can give about Manchester City, um, but they are, you know, they they are one of the best teams that the, that the Premier League's seen in a long time. We're, we're lucky in a lot of ways because, you know, as, as you know, in the Premier League, you've got at the moment some really good teams on the day and 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 it's becoming it's not a one horse race anymore it's not manchester united winning the league 20 years in a row it's not liverpool dominating it for 20 years in a row it's 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 arsenal it's liverpool it's man city you know they've all got a chance of winning things this season um you know all got a chance of winning the premier league this season it'll all come yeah. down to the games when they play each other but yeah man city's <clears throat> man city's fantastic and just just touching on on you know the leicester result last night yeah i mean 
they needed that. You know, after after oh, yeah. they've had a, they've had a little bit of a blip in the league, uh, but they needed that last night. That that'll have done that'll have done Leicester the world of good. And and you you just think, well, you know, they may take that on in their form. Is it going to be a distraction to them? Of course, but you know, we often have that conversation when when we get to the cup. Is it a distraction? But I don't think it is. It's it's good. You know, you you need to, if you continue to win in 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 every competition, it's going to be good for you, and it gives you something to look forward to. But uh, yeah, it was a that was a big win, big win for them. Uh, a big win for them and it's you know we've got the got the final games tonight um yep. and then of course then of course the draw um you know this this you know Chelsea Leeds I mean that's that's not one for the faint hearted is it Wolves Brighton tonight no. Forest Forest Man United again uh, you know go back to the well. days of Cluffy that was always a yes. that was always a game you used to look look forward to and uh, Liverpool Southampton as well so some some big names could go tonight um yep. that's the magic of the FA Cup um the ideal world tonight you wake up I wake up in the morning and Southampton <laughs> Forest uh, Wolves or Brighton doesn't matter about them and, and Leeds are all into the next round but uh, we'll wait and see in an ideal world I think it's it's kind of obviously you know you just need to avoid Man City at all costs I mean there'll be some cup final you know I, I remember we were in the League Cup final against Man City a few years back and it just seeing them I mean going 1-0 up against them was just such a terrific feeling but you just had that feeling of dread as well that you think, oh God, we've woke them up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're just an absolute machine to watch. Like, but yeah, it's a uh, hey, it's it's the cup, mate. Anything can happen. It's uh, you're relying a little bit of luck and a little bit of magic in that. So yeah, who knows? Who knows what can happen? Um, coming up, we've got we've got the second clue of what the fact to do. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the odds, lads, because I've just had a quick look at the odds for the next Sunderland manager. There's been a little bit of a change in that, so we're going to have a, we're going to have a little discussion about you know who's in the frame and uh, and who 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 we actually need in terms of going up. Uh, and of course, we've got the pig bag, dance of the nights, local hero. They're all gone. We want your suggestions for your team. Are going to run out to. Bry, uh, have you thought of any yet? Yep, got a couple actually. Uh, have you? Oh well. Okay, yep. Steve, yep. you had any thoughts about yours yet? I've got a couple as well, Nate. Yep. Oh, I got God. told. You, you've we've got, got a couple. I feel under. We got told to do it. We got told to do it on yeah. the WhatsApp last night. I did my homework. Did my homework. Oh, bless your heart. You actually listen to what I say sometimes. I did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, I feel honoured. Thank you, lads. Oh, Even that's, I that's do. A, a little glow to my heart. Oh. Really? No. <laughs> I've wow. done my homework too, Sir Ted. Uh-uh. I am humbled by the sire of the station. Shall <laughs> 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 so have some ad breaks? Right across the northeast, the turn back head and the red. I've been super polite there as well. I thought we were on air. You were? What the fact? What the fact? It's got the cherries. Can't find the word document. It's got a lot of money. So, where were we? We've got clue number one, which was... Well, that just takes the cherry. All that money for nothing. Next clue. I said, keep it tight, lads. I said, keep it tight, lads. Ooh. There's your two clues. Well, that just takes the cherry. All that money for nothing. And I said, keep it tight, lads. 
Any thoughts, gentlemen? Mm, Clean sheet. That's, that's thrown me now. I was going on that, yeah, that, that Bournemouth logo sort of bandwagon, but now keep it tight. Yeah, it's... It could just still be something to do with money, though. Obviously, keeping, like, the financial tight or something. Tight restraints on well, finances, I, yeah. Do, do you yeah. honestly think on this show I would do anything that was to do with, you know, financial fair play and legalities and hiding money? Oh, There's not a chance on know. earth I would risk that. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> I like working here. I don't want to lose my job. No thoughts, mm. lads? Dave's, yeah. Dave's very no. quiet, bro. I think he's tough one, things, isn't he, in the background. It is a tough yeah, one, very this one, tough. mate. I've got, yeah. to, I've got to give you that. It means I absolutely reckon... nothing, that second clue. Really? Yeah. It will. It means now. It'll all become apparent. I it's like think a half-time with... team talk, isn't it? I said keep it tight, lads. But I don't know how you could work a half-time team talk into something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I reckon clue number three will I'll, I'll give you a little bit more to go at. Well, there you I go. I think clue number three will well, be there the you one. Go. So, we'll, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. What's so, up? Oh, we've had a lot to not about this, surely. Morning, lads. Loving the show. Long-time listener, first-time messenger. I think you all need to be nicer to Dave. He's clearly the glue holding the show together. Regards, Radio Dad ID. <laughs> God, guess who? Guess who? It was Jack, Jack C. Jack in Leicester. Jack in yes, Leicester. Yes, of course. Yeah, well done, well done, well done. I thought you all texted the marks of one of his gags. Yeah, yes, indeed, indeed. Yes, yes, yes. And another WhatsApp. Morning, guys. Uh, Morning. Steve, after last night, how has to be questioned. The performance Whoa. was shocking again. How long will they Ooh. give him to improve things? In the press conference, oh. he looked lost. That comes in from Barry, big Newcastle fan. Aye, Barry, it's a weird situation. Like, I mean, Graham Jones was doing all the talking on the sidelines. Um, uh, you know, at, at, at full time going into extra time and then extra time going into penalties. I mean, that that may be what maybe that's what happens. Uh, you know, maybe that's Eddie's that's Eddie's way. Um, but yeah, there's there's something not right, and I don't know what it is. And you know, maybe the decision's already been made. Who knows? Um, you know, I, I just I, I can't put my finger on it. I'm the same as everybody else. There seems to be a, a question mark over to, over why everything has suddenly, you know, gone downhill and rapidly. And you know, I, I don't know what the situation is. It, it's but you know, it'll all come out in the wash. Um, I just I just can't I can't fathom it, Barry. But you're right. Something's not right. Um, we didn't we didn't play well again last night and. Uh, as I say, if we play like that on a Saturday against Wolves, then we're in for a, a good old-fashioned shellacking. Mm. Mm. Wow. Good word. Indeed. Indeed. I do like that word, actually. Is that a real word, or have you just made that up? No, no. it's a real word. It's a real word. Yep. Is it? Yep. Well, yep. it's real parlance. It's real parlance. I've heard it. I don't know whether it's a word. Whether it sits in the Oxford English Dictionary, well, I don't know. But, yeah, I've heard it mentioned a few times. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. Dave, I'm going to play some music off my phone in the microphone. Oh, dear. I, I don't know whether you might Doctor need to turn the... me up, but it's never, it's never going to I work. Mean, right. You're just, you're just bringing the high production quality of this fine, upstanding programme right down to ground level, mate. Yeah, yeah it's, mate, um, that, that, that's why the cat's on like sort of Azerbaijan time at this moment in time. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it, is in the, it is in the dictionary, lads. Um, Shall I? Mean, yeah. to, oh, excellent. To defeat, to defeat or beat someone decisively. 
Oh, there you go. Wow. Excellent. Hey, it's a, we should do it Steve is an Ritz's Word of the Day. It is, yeah. Word yeah. of the Day. Steve's <laughs> Word of the Day, that's it. I like that. He, I he can't that. do geography, like but he's a wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> some, some, some have even said you're a cunning linguist. Hey! Yes, <laughs> Dave. Dave's absolutely panicking right now. <laughs> no, you've just taken me to Kenny Everett. And I was thinking, can I, can I actually, can I actually bring that character Cupid stunt into the conversation? But I better not. Oh, I've just done it. No, 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 definitely not, definitely not. Because so this program yes, is done the in the best possible taste. Have you gone? I've lost you. What? Who? He's gone. He has gone. He has Where gone. is he? He's no, I've, I've, I'm back. All right. I don't know what happened there. Did I'm you back. cut me off? No. Yeah, I got. I lost everything as well. I lost oh, all yeah. audio. Yeah. I couldn't hear the anything. I was about to disconnect. I lost everything. So what, what were you saying about that high-end tech, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it, it's obviously... I lost all audio. It, it, it's obviously the government. They're, they're, you know, they, they're, they're not happy with the line that you guys are hitting. Mm. I reckon That's you've got it. a Torino yes. staff member in your, in your radio station somewhere, mate. I reckon, I reckon there's probably a yoghurt pot just cracked or the piece of string snapped. <laughs> don't give the IP away. Don't give it away. Don't tell people exactly what the secret is. This is true. This is true. Anyway, we, we were talking about music before we uh, were rudely interrupted by some advertisements. Um, yeah, so I've been thinking about alternative run-on music. Now, we did have a little bit of a, a problem at Sunderland DFC when when Methvin, the uh, the salmon trousered Ponce, was uh, kicking around the, the the tunnel. He decided to get rid of Dance of the Night and he replaced it with Prodigy, um, which some people enjoyed. Some people thought, no, we were traditionalists. But obviously, we're looking at alternative slides. Now, for me, you know, I'm a little bit of a rock fan. You, you know, that's that's kind of apparent. I have what I think is the perfect walk-on music for any football club, let alone Sunderland DFC. I'm going to play it into the mic now. Give us two seconds. Yeah, that'll Wait work well. It. That'll Hell, work well, yeah. Wait for it. Bit of Metallica. Oh my God. <laughs> a bit of Metallica. Whom the, for whom the bell tolls. Oh, come on. Let's have Eminem then. Because obviously, clearly, that's what you're going to choose, isn't it? Which, which absolute... No. <laughs> which fake axed rap star are you choosing for the borough then, right? Come on, let's have it. Let's have it. No, 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 it's no, not no, a rap star. No. It's not. It's, it's Still River by Chris Rea. It oh, has to be yes. Still River by oh, Chris Rea. Oh, yes. I, I feel like if someone could remix it and give it a bit more, uh, I don't know, like, you know, bring it into like the 21st century sort of thing, uh, Steel River by Chris Rea would have to be, uh, yeah, Not it's so synonymous with, with the borough. It's the opening uh, line. And, and, it's the and opening line. So you've nicked my idea now, right? Like it was yesterday. So my idea... I lost, or, I lost audio again. But I'm oh, back no. as well. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. What's going on? I'm still... I do like that Steel River song, to be honest. Like, even though I'm not a, a smoggy myself, I can appreciate a, a nice tune written with some uh, some sort of loving intent for his area. I do like it. Mm. Well, that's... I mean, that's where I'm going to go. It's it's the opening line of Steel River. So all your, all your plays, to signify the teams are coming out, I was born and raised on Steel River, bang. And then you go straight into another Chris Rea song, which is Let's Dance, which we use for the FA Cup final song. 
And then the fans give it the old come on Bora, come on Bora. There you go. There's the answer, fellas. Or Boro, if you if you're right. A Boro. Is he gone? I think so. I'm just getting rid of all the songs. Are you there, Rai? <laughs> He's gone. He's off. He's off. There he is. He's I can back. Still see him. He's back. I can still feel his presence. He's back. Australia's just I'm lost back, all though, internet. I'm back. Yeah. Oh, no, we were just talking right about you, mate. We were just talking about you. Don't worry. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. I talk about you guys all over you. So uh, it's about time oh, you got one back on me. He's eating. He's done that. Uh, oh, was, oh, is that why yeah. you went? Ah, no, I he's eating. <laughs> I thought this would be a cheeky time and a bit of a bite of my sandwich. Yeah, I was going to say, you could tell you've got a bit of bread like stuck in the side of your mouth and it's like, you know, and it's dry oh, and have a drink as well. It's the, sound, it's the sound that drives me mad. I can't abide that. I can't abide eating sounds. I'm like... What's going I'm a very, very... I'm what? a very placid person. Oh, you don't like, like people scoffing on the telephone. Oh, is that another no, one, mate? Honestly. Stick some crisps in your gob. Like, Trying to have your Weatherspoons breakfast, and all you can hear is somebody eating like a blooming slug behind you. Yeah, that, oh, that's gross. Nah. Yeah, no, no, that that's really gross. Yeah. Up, I've never like, heard of slug. Yeah. Right, where were we? I said I said still river by Chris Rea, but I need it in the yes. 21st century, like a little bit of oomph. Like I don't know if it could be remixed or anything like that. But what a song! We've just done it while you were off, mate. We've just done it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Opening can line. You, yeah. Can you explain to me though? Is it is it about? I mean. It, what's the what's the referencing in Ten Thousand Bombings Bombers hitting the Steel River? We were we were. I don't blitzed. get that reference. The River Tees was blitzed yeah. during the war. Absolutely was blitzed it? by World the War One or two? Huh? World War Two. Was it World War Two? Wow. Okay. There you go. Yeah, they tried to. It hmm. was a, it was a target. It was a, a target for for Hitler because of yeah. all the chemical manufacturing that was manufacturing ah. bombs and it's artillery, and then the the steel. Obviously, the steel. It was a big. It's a big industrial area, rise. You know. Yeah, so of it was, course. It was yeah, producing yeah. steel for uh, for the ships, for yeah. uh, um, for the military vehicles, for aircraft. It was producing chemicals for um, obviously for um, explosives to go into yeah. weaponry. So yeah, it was a, it was a major target of, of the Luftwaffe. So that's your ten thousand bombers go. hit the Steel River. Because yeah. I'm watching that Masters of the Air at the moment, which is incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's obviously based around England and like the bombings uh, that Americans flew out of England uh, across to, to Germany. Uh, and it's all, but it's all mainly based around Ipswich, that sort of area of where the where the Americans were sort of stationed. But it's interesting to see Middlesbrough's history through that, but yeah, Steel River for me. Sorry, Teddy boy. Well, I was I was thinking we should do a bit of a remix. We should do a opening line of Steel River uh, to to signify the players are walking out, and then you go straight into Let's Dance, the chorus of Ooh. Let's Dance, which we use for the FA Cup. Not the Bowie one. And then and the, no, of course, it's 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 again Chris Ray. We've got some we've got some local taste and decency, and um, and then obviously the Borough fans can get into the Come on Borough, Come on Borough mm. in between the songs. So there you go. That's my selection, yeah, which that. is very close to yours. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yep, I like Before that. we go for Steve's uh, selection there, this ties in neatly with my uh, Ted's tabloid tidbits. Uh, you're on Ooh. about like sort of World War Two pilots and all that kind of thing, but yeah. there's a tribute to a World War Two hero. It's been paid in Neyman of a road connecting Teesside International Airport to a new business park. So this newly built mile-long business park, uh, road to the business park, uh, south from the year 67 is not going to be known as Minarski Way after a Canadian air gunner, Andrew Minarski, who flew from Teesside Airport during its time as a military base. Which was called Goosepool. Goosepool at the time. Yeah, Love RAF Goosepool. Yes. Love that. 
Indeed. All uh, of our so Pilot Officer here Minarski in, yeah. was the only Canadian airman to receive a Victoria Cross, which is awarded for his bravery in trying wow. to rescue his trapped Lancaster bomber crewmate as their plane went down over France in 1944. Wow. See how this show comes together just seamlessly. I love that. Hey, you know what I mean? Aren't we? Hey. Absolute seamless integration. Uh, Steve. I love that. Yeah, come on, hit hit us with your musical choices, Megas. You've got you've got some uh, a very taste of music, a good taste of music. It has to be said. I'm I'm intrigued. Okay, I'm, I would go for like a Jive Bunny remix of. <laughs> <laughs> I'd start with I'd start with the the bells of Hell's Bells on ACDC. Okay, and then yes. that wonderful Ooh, guitar yeah. intro, yeah. which which starts mm-hmm. to build which starts to build it up, and then I would go from that into. Um, uh, House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. Yeah, your favourite song, uh, isn't it? Yeah, and then I would finish off with a bit of Big River by Jimmy Neal. Three great songs, three great songs there. Big Rivers, wow. Big Rivers, Big Rivers. Jimmy Neal's really become, that song's really become a big thing on, on Tyneside. So, yeah, I would, uh, that, that's where I would go with it. Because obviously, the way you described it, we've been dropped I in like it. That. We've been dropped in it. We haven't got the songs that we need, so that's what I would go for. Failing all of nice. that, failing all of that, just just get on the big and then put on the big screen. Geordie Boys by Gaza. Whoa, love that. What, anyone <laughs> see it? This version of Fog on the Time. Geordie Boys. It's even worse. It's uh, <laughs> is it really? But it, it, it's no, it's how, only how? <laughs> it's only good. It's only good if you've got the video to go with it because it's classic nineteen nineties nightclub footage and big market footage from the nineties oh, of Jory of Jory's shell suit. Yes, um, and basically, <laughs> basically, just just for, it's a, it's a guilty pleasure that you go to it just for hilarity, really. But uh, I'll 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 dig it up and send it to you on uh, on, on socials, and you can have a look, uh, have a do. laugh at that later on. But yeah, that that would be my three anyway. I've got a confession to make, as Dave Grohl once sang. Um, I actually had the um, Fog on the Time single. No um, way. Oh, really? Yeah. I know this, this, is, this is a dark, dark time in my past. But it was 1990. How old was I then? I must have been about 11. Yeah. So I knew no better, really. I was just a daft young kid. But because of the 1990 World Cup, I was just like sort of, I was in awe of Gaza. I just absolutely loved Paul Gascoigne. I, I still do now as a player. Um, you know, what an absolute incredible talent. I used to just love watching him. Literally, like, as a kid, I would sit with my mouth open watching this guy on, on the pitch. He, he had such a profound effect on the way I enjoy football now. That's why I love... Oh, I know it. Don't test me because I know the lyrics. Go, he looks young. He looks young on the I'm video. Waiting. I'm waiting. Two seconds. Sneezy snack bar, sucking sickly sausage rolls on a dirty old town in the back of the times, setting my sights on go, go, go. To see, it's black and white. This Geordie boy's gonna do all right. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, the black oh no, oh no, oh Yes, it is. No. Can you imagine? It's a The sun will rise singing a Gaza song live on the radio. <laughs> That's it. He's, He's going to be shunned. He was a Spurs player at the time. Yeah, it's a good job you've flown out. It's a good job you've flown out of the northeast. Uh, I'm, I'm actually embarrassed how well I know the lyrics. I was actually <laughs> right. I was I was going completely off topic here, but uh, you know, who cares? Um, 
as you know, I was in a, a little Foo Fighters tribute band for a little while back in the UK. And and Dave, our bass player, good morning Dave if you're listening, mate. Um, Dave, our bass player, used to be furious with me because I was notoriously bad at remembering lyrics. Now, after a rehearsal one time, we went out on a, a, a night out in Durham, and in this pub that we were in at the time, there was all these like sort of uh, more town classics playing, all that sort of thing. I knew every lyric to every song, anything naff. It just stays with me for some reason. But of course, when it comes down to singing the stuff you're actually supposed to be doing, nah, memories, memories just like sort of like a sieve. I, I retain useless information and useless knowledge. But there we go. Anyway, so we're coming up to the news. Um, we are going to get through the rest of the uh, the tabloid tidbits. I am going to get through one more, which I absolutely love this story, just before we go to the main news. A toddler from Newcastle has walked three miles and raised over a £1,000 of Marie Curie, oh, a memory yes. of, of our late granddad. Three-year-old Lexi Shackleton, who's from Elswick, is supporting the charity that provided care and support for, to her family. The Marie Curie Newcastle Hospital Hospice cared for Tony Bander last summer, with Lexi becoming a much-loved and familiar face in the hospice during his seven-week stay. Lexi, who was nicknamed Flossie by her granddad after Florence Nightingale, liked to bring him ice pops and push him through around the gardens of the hospice. Lexi was supported by her mum, dad, brother, aunts and uncles on a walk, which started and ended at the Marie Curie Newcastle Hospice. The family were cheered all along the way by the local community, with mum Lindsay speaking out about the reason for her daughter's actions. I think that's just brilliant. an absolutely yeah, brilliant, lovely, brilliant. lovely story. story. I'm all for yeah, positive stuff in the North East. We're a lovely kid. Absolutely well done, fantastic. Lexi. That's brilliant. Yeah. Let's well get into the news, guys, and plenty more to come after that. From Yarm to Yibbe, Harrington to Horsley Hill, Swarwell to Silverlink, the Northeast Footy Breakfast with Roy, Steve, and Ted. Right across the Northeast, the red, the tune, and the cat. Just, just to clarify, uh, Ted, um, the protagonist of the song suggesting to her partner that she'd break up with her current pilot, which metaphorically refers to that current partner, so they should try something okay. new. She expresses that she's the one that they need, and if they choose her, she can take them higher than they've ever been before. Just explaining there what drop the pilot means. Yeah, well, it made sense to me, and Steve and I. I thought it was a bit of a Alan Partridge. That was uh, the police with go 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 ga ga ga. It's just nonsense, really. Um. <laughs> I just just with a listener, I overheard Ted asking what this song doesn't even make sense. But that was my <laughs> explanation as to what "Drop the Pilot" meant. <laughs> it's, it's like a prefab sprout one hot dog jumping frog Albuquerque. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they're still making massive royalties out of that. You see, you can't really knock them for that, I suppose. Like, anyway, I'm reading all anyway. about World War Two now. It's, I'm addicted. I'm sorry. It's just the, the, reading all about the bombings of the northeast and that, and how, yeah, how much it was ravaged by all the way up the coastline totally. here uh, towards Sunderland, Newcastle, Middlesbrough here as well. It's reading all about it. It's wild. I love this sort there of stuff. There was literally one gun protecting the northeast coast. That is, and that was wild. Big Bertha. I think it was over at South Shields where. Uh, but really? that's literally all the hard. But I remember my, anyway, I remember my mum telling me a story because her and my dad lived through the war. Uh, they were only kids. Uh, they were very young. But they remember a German bomber getting shot down on the Eston Hills, which lies just to the south. You know, Middlesbrough sweeps up to the Eston Hills. And, and then it's obviously the town doesn't go any further south. And they all as kids went up to, um, to see this thing. 
Um, so no a lot way. of people, re- and she she vividly remembers standing there looking at the bomber uh, that had crashed and uh, oh with the German God. pilot in because he didn't bail out. Um, so there's all these stories that that still circulate across the northeast of, you know, people's wow. experiences who are still alive to this day. People's experience yeah. of what happened then. Yeah, my my, my mother was 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 alive during those times. She's still with us now. And, um, she would tell us stories because I, I was a bit of a surprise. Me, I know I don't sound all, all that old, but yeah, I was a bit of a surprise. My mother was born in '37, so she can remember kind of like the back end of the war. Um, and yeah. she always blamed her like sort of her, her claustrophobia on being made to go into these these bunkers, oh, you know, yeah, was yeah, under yeah. tables and things like that. They were absolutely horrifying experience for, for young kids to go wow. through. Absolutely, uh, but she was actually um, she was evacuated. She was evacuated out to Great Lumley, which is kind of Chesley Street near, yeah. near where Durham County Cricket Club is. Um, wow. Yeah, she was she was exiled out there with our with our sisters. Um, during the war, because obviously they live right near the shipyards of Sunderland, and which yeah, were also yeah. heavily which were big by, yeah. by the Luftwaffe. Absolutely, yeah, yeah massively. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the biggest shipbuilding towns in in Europe at that t- at that time. You built the uh, so Derbyshire, yeah, didn't uh, you? Yeah, <laughs> didn't have a good future, like, but you built it, didn't you? You were responsible for that. <laughs> Why well, bring that up? Why bring that up? Oh, so, you know, Sorry. Just, just point scoring, isn't it? Just cheap shots, absolute cheap shots. Me, anyway, incredible. I'm see me? the amount of wreckages. Would I? The amount of wreckage in the North Sea. If you ever drained that, if there was ever a possibility, the amount of wreckage that would be at the bottom of that North Sea and cross that channel as well. My oh, goodness yeah. me. Yeah, a lot. Anyway, a sorry. Lot. Yeah, let's get some. Let's get these club headlines done without any interruptions from Rai, and then we'll. I won't say anything. Yes, a point of order. Point of order. Luke has to turn these round for the rest yes. of the day. I promise yes. you. Yeah, I good. Will good. I was very annoyed about that first one, Dave. How good. No, I can understand. I'll be getting. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Darlington. Three-one win at Curzon Ashton yesterday. They're now just a handful of points away from safety. So well done, Water and the boys. Let's get on them. Anyway, news headlines, as you say. Magpies and Proud. Mag News. Martin Dubravka is the toast to Tyneside on Wednesday morning, making two saves in a penalty shootout last night to hand his side a place in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup that they didn't deserve after a stuttering display. One shot on target in the first half by Newcastle against a championship team who had one win in 13 games had the United faithful fearing the worst but a goal from Gordon on 71 minutes looked to have given us passage into the next round. But Blackburn weren't done and they got a deserved equaliser through Smodix that took the game into extra time. There were chances at both ends in the final 30 minutes, but with a stalemate, the game headed to the dreaded penalty shootout. As they have done in the Carabao Cup at Stamford Bridge, the visitors won the right to have the shootout staged in front of the away end, and Fabian Scher confidently rolled the opening kick beyond Ainsley Pears. Debravka then denied Smodix only for Barnes to give Pears a routine block with his effort and Callum Britton made it 1-1. Bruno and Elliot Anderson then scored their spot kicks, as did their Rover counterparts Sigurdsson and Ayari, to make it 3-3. That left Anthony Gordon, who emphatically took away the fifth kick down the middle, and Debravka take his place in goal to fling himself to his right and deny Blackburn captain Dominic Hyam to send his side into the hat for the draw tonight. Newcastle will be number one in the draw, and the last eight ties will be played over the weekend of Saturday, March the 16th, meaning that our Premier League fixture at Crystal Palace has now been postponed. In other news, the Castle co and Amanda Stabley is due in court today over claims she has allegedly failed to send a £37 million payment to group shipping magnate Victor Restis from 15 years ago. 
The Newcastle United director will ask the Insolvency and Companies Court to dismiss the petition and sources share she is confident of success. Stavely is believed to claim the debt related to a £10 million equity investment made by Restis in 2008 and that £7 million was repaid, leaving £3 million as the balance. And Tuesday saw the Premier League publish the next instalments of their televised fixture programmes. Two games have been affected for Newcastle. The game against Everton at home on the 2nd of April will now take place on the uh, Tuesday night at 7.30 live on TNT. And the game on Saturday the 13th of April against Spurs at home will now take place at 12.30 again on TNT. That's your Newcastle headlines on Wednesday morning. Mackhams and Proud. Black Cats News. Good morning, Sunderland fans. Sunderland fans would oppose the return of former Preston North End boss Alex Neil to the Stadium of Light. That's according to the Sunderland Echo, who polled readers after a national outlet reported the Scott would be open to a return to Wearside. Indeed, when asked by the Sunderland Echo on X, formerly Twitter, if they would be open to the return of Neil, a massive 87.2% of the 4,500-plus votes cast said they would oppose any move. Just 12.8% of Black Cats supported supporters voted yes. That's a clear message to the Sunderland hierarchy who will wait until the summer to name their new manager. Mike Dodds will remain in caretaker charge for the remainder of the season with the Wearside is currently 10th in the table with 12 games remaining. Mike Dodds admits that Nazari Rusin's limited grasp of English continues to make it difficult to get the best out of the striker. Rusin could barely speak a word of English when he joined the Black Cats from Ukrainian side Zorya Luhansk in the summer, and just as Tony Mowbray and Michael Beale have both had to try and bridge the language divide, so Dodds also finds himself having to come up with an alternative way of communicating with the 25-year-old. He's been trying to learn the language in the last six months, but remains far from fluent in both terms of speaking English and understanding when others are conversing with him in the language. That's not an excuse because I would never make excuses, said Sunderland's interim head coach. His English is limited, so in terms of being really clear with what you want, that's a speed bump for us. But he trains properly and he wants to get better. And finally, Sunderland AFC under-21s are set to take on Brighton on Friday evening. And here's everything you need to know about that Premier League 2 fixture. The date will be Friday the 1st of March, that's this Friday. Kickoff is at 7pm and that's at the Appleton Colliery Welfare Ground. Tickets can be purchased online. You can go to the club website for that. The prices are anywhere between £5 and £10, uh, depending on age group. There are your Sunderland headlines. Smoggies and Proud. Borough News. Good morning, you beautiful Borough fans. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Woohoo! Halfway to the weekend. Borough could be given an unexpected boost in the next month with Dara Lenahan on track to return early from what was thought to be a season-ending ACL injury. The Borough's second-in-line captain has been a massive loss to Borough's back line and would undoubtedly be a huge welcome back if he could return for a few games towards the end of the season. Dara has said that he could return to see seven or eight games towards the back end as long as his rehab continues to go as well as it has. Get in, Dara. Dara also thought to be interested in Brendan Galloway, a defender currently at Plymouth Argyle, who is out of contract this summer. 27 years old, has impressed after being given regular football after, under new boss Ian Foster. Brendan has said that he wants to continue in the championship and has a found, finally found uh, his love for football again after being bounced around. He said that his next step will be a big one and he wants to get it right. Mm, interesting. And Barra will also be forced to think twice about Paddy McNair. A few weeks ago, Paddy McNair looked to be out of games, out of contract and out of time at the Borough. 
Uh, you now fast forward a few weeks and he's played two games at the heart of Burroughs defense and captain to the squad, squad twice. Only 28, some think McNair is now showing his full worth and full uh, capability after a, at a young age once being touted by Man United as an extreme talent. Time will tell if Burrow will extend McNair's stay on Teesside for a further couple of years. I hope so. Good on you, Paddy. Well done. That's your Borough headlines. Happy hump day. Good morning. The and the cut. Straight back into it, lads. We've got what the fact clue number three. This is the one that's going to give you it, I think. Do we need the music, Dave? Is Just before we do, we've got to do a what's up because we've had a guess. Oh, we? What's up? Oh, Daniil. Daniil is with us this morning. Morning, gents. Morning, Daniil. Morning, Daniil. Great show as usual. Morning, Daniil. A guess at what the fact. Is it oh. Bournemouth's stadium, the Vitality? It's not. Is it anything to do with Bournemouth Stadium? Potentially. Ooh. Yes, it sounds like he's on Oh, my goodness. Daniil. Give us That's number it. three. Give us number three. Neil's gonna crack it. Ted's gonna lose again. What the fuck? What the fuck? He's going down. Neil's too good. Number one, the first clue. Well, that just takes the cherry. All that money for nothing. And then clue number two was, I said, keep it tight, lads. Clue number three. Trust the retirement town and the pensioners to be boring. Trust the retirement town and the pensioners to be boring. Mm. <laughs> oh. So, go. well, that just takes the cherry. All that money for nothing. I said keep it tight, lads. Then trust the retirement town and the pensioners to be boring. Well, that's Bournemouth. That's a reference Any to Bournemouth. Thoughts? Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. Because it is a retirement town full of pensioners. Blue Rinse Brigade. It's a bit like Pathos in Cyprus. Yeah, it, the only like thing it. I know, the only thing I know is at Vitality Stadium, and I don't know if this is still true, but I believe it was the smallest stadium in the Premier League. I don't know if Luton now take that. But I remember it being the smallest stadium in the Premier League when they first came up. Not the fact I'm looking for. I said keep it tight. There's something in that. What would you mm. keep tight in a stadium? Are they going to move ground? Ooh. So what was it called before Vitality Stadium? Um, what was it called before that? I should know. It's not always been. Been there so many times, I should know that. Has it always been Vitality? Maybe it's got something to do with what it was called before that. I don't know. What was the final clue again? The final clue was... The third one. Third. Trust the retirement town and the pensioners to be boring. Dean Court was that... It was Dean, Dean Court. Court. Well yes. done, I couldn't Dean remember Court. it. Yeah. yeah, I knew him well. Good lad. Bye. Well done. <laughs> well, you got Dean to meet Court. Dean quite low in court, did you? Um. No, he was, he, was, he was Carl's brother. <laughs> <laughs> You're not you're sure. stuck on this one, aren't you? Jeez, yeah. Mm, this good one's a good one. Good one. Well done. I actually thought I actually thought you'd get it off this one as well. Something to do with the pensioners. 
So, I mean, you, you, we know it's Bournemouth and to do potentially with their stadium Trust. around that sort of area. So we're, we're pretty Trust. close. It's just Trust. getting that right Trust back. Trust the retirement. Trust. It's got something to do Trust with the Trust. the retirement town and the pensioners to be boring. Trust. You've got a full ad break to work it out, lads. Trust. I'm just sorry. I'm just <laughs> trying to work it out now. Trying to work it out now. Are we not allowed to work it out now? No. Got to, oh. go, got to do the ads. Nah, ads. I was going to say, we've got to bring the money in. Hey, come on. <laughs> okay, your wish is my command. Together across the northeast. The Timbercat and the Red. I don't put your fader up because you're always talking when it comes to the end of a song or a jingle or a something. But you're on, lads. Oh, uh, talking about me? Talking, it's normally it? me. I'm trying. I'm trying to remain quiet. What's up? Okay. What's come on, Dunnell. Come on, Dunnell. Oh, it's Dunnell, isn't it? Uh, no, this is this is Rye. This got is Rye. Rye reckons it's something to do with Harry Redknapp. Ooh. Okay. Uh, is he going to uh, give us anything more? Than no, that? it just he just says <laughs> Harry Redknapp. Um, and okay. and Jack says Gold Sands Stadium. No. Huh? No, no, no. A reminder, right? A quick reminder. Reminders with the clues. Reminders with the clues. We've got a lot to get through, but a quick reminder. Well, that just takes the cherry, all that money for nothing. Trust, uh, trust the retirement town and the pensioners to be boring. And I said, keep it tight, lads. What if you've got anything to do with Eddie Howe? <laughs> I wonder. Would I be so crass as to involve Newcastle <laughs> in my show? I mean, come on, lads. I wonder. Really? Isn't he like one of their all-time most like player? Like, like he's represented them the most times or something? Or I think, yeah, I'm yeah, not massively up on my knowledge of Eddie. That's, not, to be honest, but that's not the avenue that Dunnell was going down, though. And he yeah, said Dunnell yeah. was close. Close. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Along the right okay. We've still got um, another clue to come. Yes, you do. You do. Um, I'm going to give one. I just want to talk about one more little story at me. Ted's uh, tabloid tidbits because we've done the rest of them. Uh, the Sunderland story absolutely just meant the world to me. I love this one. So basically, this has started out as a unique idea to grow this guy's social media following. Uh, he's a comedian who lives in Pennywell, Arthur Yurinovs. Uh, Yurzanovs, sorry, sorry, Arthur. Um, Never anticipated that he would gain over 38,700 followers within two days of sharing this idea. This is absolutely incredible, right? In fact, in 10 days after this initiative, he racked up over 318,000 followers. And what he did was... stroking his pussy. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So basically, Arthur had this idea that he he put it out there in the, the social media universe... That he would he would give his kitten a stroke for every follower that he got. I mean, the poor thing must be bald by now after three hundred and eighteen thousand <laughs> followers in ten days. Like, <laughs> but not rest assured. No, he, he did swap it out. Um, so yeah, Nadia was the uh, was the original cat. Um, that he'd introduced a sphinx cat into it as well, so who's been getting in, in on on the action as well. I just think what an absolute novel way to do it. And obviously as a cat lover, giving cats some bit of love as well. Like I I just I love that little thing and 
And I mean, Arthur from Pennywell, a comedian, he must have plenty of stories about Pennywell that'll, uh, that'll keep him in a career for many, many years. So, yeah, that just tickled me that. I absolutely loved that, lads. It was um, a, a nice little friendly cat story that should have been probably at the end of the show. But... Well done. Perfect. But, but... Oh, lovely, yeah. I, I was pausing for the, uh, for the, hey. for the applause. Hey. <laughs> anyway, um, I suppose by a whisker, we need to get on with the next, uh, the next topic as well. Steve Cooper, three to one. Roy Keane and Big Sam, eleven to one. Will still two to one. They are the odds at the minute for the next Sunderland manager, lads. What will surname? <laughs> still, still. Oh, will right, still, okay. still. Uh, I've literally uh, written uh, Will uh, still, uh, still the favourite. Uh, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to do a Will still headline again. I love doing them. Yeah, like, you was, do. Uh, they were they, good. They, they were the real heady good. days before Michael Beale. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Will still is the favourite at two to one. Steve Cooper just behind him at three to one. Interestingly, Roy Keane and Big Sam, two former Sunderland managers, both at eleven to one. Not completely out the reckoning at this stage. Um, what do you reckon, lads? I mean, one, I, I suppose, like, those odds and, and, and those those names that are mentioned, your initial thoughts on that, and what kind of manager do does Sunderland need to get out of the championship? Is it going to be all about experience in that division, or is it somebody young and who's got new ideas? Steve, we'll come to you first, mate. I think they need somebody like uh, Dynamo, a magician, really, to, to try and improve their fortunes. Um, joking aside, uh, which which Don't get manager? Darren Brown, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> which manager? Which, somebody to go in and like hypnotise them all. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is with you know the relationship with Alex Neal and, and Sunderland. I mean, he he did a decent job, but. Again, it's that whole, do you ever go back? I mean, we're talking about um, Wilder going back to Sheffield United. That that hasn't quite worked out. Has enough changed behind the scenes for, for Alex Neil uh, to set foot back at, at the Stadium of Light? I'm not so sure. I'm not sure whether the you know the blueprint for success that you know your owners has got is, is going to match many of those managers that you've mentioned. Um the romantic Sunderland fans certainly sees Roy Keane as the perfect fit, just because of of what he, you know, what his persona is and and how he deals with things. But how's that going to go down in the boardroom, uh, with with mm. you know with with owners who clearly you know have their own way of of doing things? Uh, you've got to take into consideration what's what's happened this season as well, and 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 how and how the owners feel and. You know the, the the you know they they read obviously and and see what what comes from the supporters and I, you know they're not I don't think they're going to make any knee-jerk reactions and I think you know the the Mogga situation was was done with the best intentions I think from their perspective they they felt that you know that they felt Mogga taking it the club as far as they could go there didn't seem to be any any animosity there and. You know they 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 went for an appointment which just wasn't popular from the start, and bringing Beal in was 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 crazy. Uh, even even you know me a Newcastle fan could see that that just was never going to work, and I just I just scratch my head at what Sunderland's plans are. Still, basically looked like the the shoe in for me. I thought he was the one that seemed to have the the supporters on side, and. You know, ultimately, the you know that just didn't come true. Maybe that's the avenue to pursue. Maybe that's why Dodds is in temporary charge to the end of the season. That they're going to bide their time and wait and see who they can, who they can attract. But 
still seems to be the, the you know the, the fit for for the job um mm-hmm. and, and certainly would have the fans backing but it's such a it's such a difficult decision because there's so many things and you know to take into consideration and the owners and the manager have to have that synergy from the off and they have to have that understanding and you know it it has to it has to do what it says on the tin the blueprint that the the owners present to the manager is equally as important as the blueprint that the manager presents to the owners and they've both got to be on the same hymn sheet and only then will Sunderland start progressing up the championship and, and potentially back into the Premier League but it's yeah. gonna it's, it's it's a biggest decision Sunderland's made in a long time uh, because this is the difference between you know becoming championship promotion contenders or treading water or dare I say it you know dropping back down it's um it's a big big decision this and Sunderland have got to get it right no, totally agree with that. Right, um, in, in terms of you know Roy Keane and Sam Allardyce, are they kind of, mm-hmm. with them being more senior figures in the game, do you think that's that's going to put the board off a point then? Because obviously Kira Louis-Dreyfus is in his mid-twenties, um, Speakman's late 30s or early 40s, so quite, uh, quite young in terms of the game, in terms of their approach, it's quite a fresh, holistic, uh, fluffy approach to, to football ownership. Do you think the likes of Kane and Allardyce would actually almost scare them a little bit too much? Yeah, I think so. And I'm not sure. I've been thinking about this a fair bit. And when you put the question out to us as well uh, in the WhatsApp, to to think what is Sunderland's best next move? Now, I would have said probably two days ago that you need to get someone of like the Sam Allardyce or Roy Keane, just one of those older heads just to to bring him into line and, and, you know, you know, shape it up and just get them to where, you know, the best possible finish towards the end of the season. But I actually think that giving um, Dodsey the time now is the best thing you need to do till the end of the season. And then you need to find a young manager that can work with the young sort of uh, philosophy that you've got. Now, in terms of young, I don't mean age. I mean young as in in their management career and give them the chance to build something, some sort of a legacy and I honestly think Kevin Phillips would be a big shout. Now I know he's just taken the Hartlepool job. I know he's down in the you know in the non leagues and stuff like that. But he's an absolute legend. He was a fan favorite. Uh, if you have a look on all the forums, Kevin Phillips is probably the number one you know favorite player uh, of, of Sunderland history. Uh, and he's out there you know you know you know making his move. And I mean, you saw Middlesbrough. We made we gave Michael Carrick his first opportunity. Yes, he had a bit of a chance at Man United, but. You know, it could be Sunderland. Just, you know, just now to, bit of work experience, right? <laughs> yeah, just like, it was a couple of games, though. It was only a couple of games, and then you know he you know he he pulled away from that sort of thing. So it, I don't know. I just I think it, it, like I completely agree with Steve. This is one of the biggest decisions in, in Sunderland's history, I think, to get right uh, because you you haven't gotten it right. You ha- you shouldn't have sacked Mogger. We should be sitting here talking still about Mogger, uh, and obviously the Michael yep. Beale appointment was one of the biggest failures we've seen this season. So you have to get it right and you have to bring someone in that is not only going to, uh, you know, grab the player's attention, but also grab the fans' attention straight off the bat. You cannot appoint someone that the the Sunderland fans are going to be off with right from the start. They have to be well-loved, well-known and uh, well-respected within the Sunderland philosophy and and history. And I I think, you know, Kevin Phillips, uh, for for me, you know, fits that bill. Or, you know, Carlos Edwards. I'm not sure what he's doing. Cut you know, one of those. <laughs> you know, he's so, I know he's about 45 these days sort of thing. You know, uh, uh, Johnny Evans, player. when he retires, 
I know Johnny Evans was a you know was a fantastic player at Sunderland as well back in the heyday. So you know there's you know someone like that maybe like a, a player that's you know recently retired that was fantastic at Sunderland uh, and maybe you know you give them the tools like we said with like you know the Lenny Lawrence or the the Reedies around them sort of thing and then you know you see what yeah. you can make of that. What's that? I, I know we've covered this before. Oh, go on. Let's have the WhatsApp. Let's have the. WhatsApp. I agree with Jack and Lester. He says, "Don't forget Rooney's a sixteen to one shot." Ted forgot to mention that. So yeah, I yeah, think you should bring Wayne Rooney in because that would just complete the complete farce that you've had this season. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, that's not going to happen. Is and it? in Let's all, honest, oh, gee, can you imagine if it did? Oh, meltdown! Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, he's yeah. a tried and tested championship manager, Premier League goal scorer. Makes tried. Can I tempt you into it? <laughs> Is there nothing not I can say that would tempt you into not it? Not at all. Not oh, that even now. Would, <laughs> wouldn't that make this breakfast show magnificent for about six weeks? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I think no, you've got. I think, you've, I think you've had the answer today. I think. I think you've had the answer, and Pooley's are not going to thank me. I think you should take Kevin for. Well, no, keep Doddy at the end of the season, and if you really want to reassess at that point, then bring Kevin Phillips in, but bring an old head, uh, somebody he's got a lot of respect for and worked really well for, and obviously grabbed the golden boot in the Premiership for uh, under Peter Reid. So Reedy in to help Kevin Phillips. And that could be your, you know, Phillips the manager, really just a, a bit of a, a senior figure to, to help guide him and, and mould him into a championship manager. That's the answer. Yeah. Would that make you happy, uh, though, Ted, you, as a fan? Like, immediate fan reaction to, to like, if, was, if that was announced tomorrow, would you be happy with that? If it was just Kevin Phillips on his own, no, because I, I just okay. don't think he's got enough experience right now uh, to, to okay. take that on. Yeah. Having said that, neither is Will Still. You know, he's, he's been yeah, in the French yeah. League. He's never managed a, a championship club. Yeah. Kevin Phillips has been in and around and coached teams and, and, and you know, got that little bit more experience, one yeah. would argue. But if it was the, the, the dream team, if you like, of, of Reed and Phillips, yeah, I would go for that because you've got that, yeah. like, like Dave said, that senior figure um, who, who can guide things. Whatever, you know... That, that lack of experience as a as, as a head coach of a championship club that, that Phillips currently hasn't got. You know, he's got that, that, that gap, if you like. Um, Peter Reid coming in bridges that gap massively. because there's That's a your guy, problem. Your know, owner's your problem, Ted. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Is. This, this yeah. is what I'm driving at as well. It's because, you know, yeah. the likes of Dodsey. I like Dodsey. I think he speaks well. I think he's, uh, he's obviously his coaching methods are very good as well. Tony Mowbray had nothing but nice things to say about the guy. But ultimately, he's Speakman's appointment. He was Speakman's man at, at Birmingham City as well. And this this phrase, this yes man phrase, um, gets used a lot around our club at this moment in time. And I'm starting to see what a lot of the fans who previously might have been, you know, they, they, they have an expression, they call them bedwetters um, on, online. Yeah. The, the people who mourn and complain about everything. And, and yeah, there are plenty of them. But maybe they've just got a point that as much as we like Dodsey, as much as we like Michael Proctor and all that lot, maybe it's actually a clean slate that's needed um, in terms of coaching staff. You know, I'm not saying Reedy go and get Bobby Saxton in to go and take some of the coaching yeah, sessions because yeah. some of the kids would not not know what's hit them if he walked in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's it's that kind of thing where maybe a, a, a clean sweep was needed. A, a, a team of Reedy and Kevin Phillips, I personally personally would be well up for that i really would i so would you, love to see do that. you think do you think speakman actually gives dodsey to the end of the season if the right manager comes along in the next couple of weeks 
Do you reckon they speak? They stick by their word of giving Dodds to the end of the season? The danger is, and this, I, I was actually we were driving at this the other day, but obviously it ran out of time. The danger is here that if our form continues to slump and we end yeah. up a mid-table or even you know lower half of the table club by the end of the season, that becomes an entirely more difficult prospect to sell the dream of managing Sunderland Football Club. It, yeah. It's it's yeah. one of those things where if it continues to slump, say like say it'll middle of March, if if we are on a decline, then I think they need to act before yeah. the summer oh, wow. um, and okay. and do whatever they need to, or at least get a deal in principle to bring someone in. Hang on a sec. Okay. Didn't because, somebody somewhere yeah. mention? whether it's on this show or one of the other shows that we do on the stations, that and we could be a million miles away, and I'll apologise now if that's the case, but Kev Phillips is only on a deal till the end of the season at Hartlepool. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. I know Lenny Lawrence was on a short-term deal when he went in, uh, and he was a major you know, factor in, in wanting to bring Kevin in. Um I don't know what the deal... Well, somebody, somebody's you know, mentioned that to me just in the last yeah. seven to ten days. Now, we I don't know whether th- it's yeah, true yeah. or not because nobody will get no, to know what that no. deal is. But, that, it, I mean, if that was to be the case, Ted, that could be... that could be For me, that could be ideal because you've got KLD and Speakman who I don't think have deep experience in doing what they're trying to do. I really don't. Not Not the level of experience you need. So if you're going to be looking at younger players, developing talent, and that's running through um, the club, you're not going to get a massively experienced manager coming in because they'll want transfer kitty. And it looks like that's not, you yeah. know, that's not going to be given to us to, to a significant extent. So if you, if, if you do look at somebody like Kev Phillips, hero of the fans, well, a certain generation, you know, he knows how to put the ball in the net because he won the, the, the golden boot for the Premier League that season. Um, he's got massive yeah. respect and I think he would quite easily work alongside or work with Peter Reid, who would come in as a mentor, who's been there, done it, won the T-shirt, but couldn't catch Diego Maradona, as we found out on the show. Um, but, I mean, that that to me is it fits the mould for Sunderland. I mean, it's KLD who's going to have to pay two salaries, though. But yeah. what it fits the mould is it's not just the players that you're developing. You're also doing a bit of development work with exactly. potentially exactly. a very good manager. Yeah, Exactly. I completely agree. And I think what Kevin lacks in maybe manager experience, he thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly makes up for his playing days. Thoroughly makes it up. Yeah. Now, obviously, he's been a, maybe a bit out of tact. And his love for the club, exactly that, exactly that. And I think he'd be a fantastic appointment, someone That's that you could give it. a chance to, yeah, a, a get, chance get to, to develop uh, into something, yeah. <laughs> right. right, and we'll then get, you get you get you get someone seeing you next to him. Would you yeah. take that, Steve? Do you reckon? Well, look, it's it's just a big decision to make. Like I said before, I think you know it, it, it's down to the it's down to the owners. You know, I, I don't think the owners are going to go anywhere so, uh, anywhere anytime soon. Um, you know, I. I uh, it, it it makes you wonder, you know, who appointed Beale would be my first question. You know, who was the person <laughs> yeah. who came up with that idea that somebody who and keep them out of any future decisions. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, that my my mindset would be, how did we get in this mess in the first place, and who was the man who made yeah. that decision? Now, if that was the owner, then you've got problems. 
if it was somebody else who the owner asked to make that decision um, then or put in charge of making that decision then that person needs to probably get the P45 um, yeah. but it, at the moment it's such it's it's such a conundrum because you know it, it's it's very very Newcastle United this uh, under the Ashley you know you've got an owner that you particularly uh, don't trust at the moment you potentially don't want at the club um, and there's nothing you can do about it and, and they will make their choice that's the way it seems so all of these romantic notions that you're going to have a, a, a Reedy or a or a, or a you know a Roy Keane um, even an Alex Neal potentially um, you know it, it could it could all just be pie in the sky and you know they may be looking at somebody who's got a similar CV to Beale um, you know that, oh, that, that they're going to bring in that mistake again surely please Please, did they please, see that please. as a did they see that as a mistake? They, they probably don't, do. you know. It's cost them probably... a chunk of cash. It's caused them embarrassment. It's 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 created a, it's driven a wedge between club and fans, even more so. They must see it as a mistake. Well in in the yeah. press release that, that Speakman put out after Beale was yeah. let go, he did actually say that, that we assume responsibility. Um, which yeah, there you go. Uh, right. yeah, mission, so, well, yeah. I mean, how many, how many more bites at the cherry is he going to need to get appoint yeah, the right exactly. man? It's, they need to change this whole model of the club thing as well. There's got to be some sort of flexibility in that, and you know, bring in some experience. Because if you tell you know, if you imagine having a conversation with the, with a Peter Reid style character saying, "Mind, you can only mm. sign under 23s, and you've got no money to spend." I mean, the, the, yeah. the air will turn blue within seconds. But saying, I mean, yeah. yes, with, with an Allardyce or even a Steve Bruce or somebody like that. Sorry, I just had to throw that name in because I can smell yeah. bacon. Um, yeah, that would not go down too well, would it? Or a Howard Wilkinson to go back into the years. Yeah. Um, but for a, for a Kevin Phillips who who sees not just this as, as, as progression in his career, as in stepping into the championship from the National League, I mean that's a massive step for him, but it's Sunderland mm. and it's that old relationship and it's it's rekindling that love with the fans. Though it's a new fan base, effectively, it's a younger fan base than than when he was pulling the boots on. But there's so many people around Wearside who still idolise the guy for what he did when he had a red and white shirt on, and to also him be able to be mentored by a Peter Reid character. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's invaluable. Do you know what? Though. I think we should anyone got the phone number for KLD? Because it sounds <laughs> like between <laughs> us, lads, we can we mm. we can sort this football club out. You know what, Absolutely. Dave though? Uh, do do you reckon we can take a page from this book and say maybe that's where Carrick was let down? Because if you remember correctly, when Carrick was appointed, there was talks then that there would be a more experienced manager brought in to help Carrick learn the ropes. And then we got Jonathan Woodgate and Aaron Danks, and that's been the end of it. But if you remember the press conference when Michael Carrick was announced, it was said in that press conference that Michael Carrick would be soon soon joined by an experienced head in his backroom staff. Now, that person never came. So I wonder if Middlesbrough, you know, have uh, are regretting not doing that now. Do you know what I mean? For Michael Carrick. Because imagine if Michael Carrick had have had that Mike feeling that Rene Mullenstein uh, behind him, you know, those Man United, you know, coaches that have been there, done that under Sir Alex and stuff like that, just to help him in times of need while he's still kind of learning the ropes. And that's exactly what Kevin Phillips might get. I mean, even... And, and that's, and, you know what I mean? Even a Steve McLaren could have come in and, exactly. and worked alongside him just exactly. As, exactly as we're talking for Sunderland. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I know yeah. he's got, he's got the Eric Ten Hag gig at the moment. Um, but for now, but somebody somebody like that who's been at the club knows the club. Who's exactly. I mean, He's, uh, yeah, he's had more success at Middlesbrough than anywhere else. I mean, there was his first spell in uh, in Holland as well, where he had some success as well. Um, but you know, that's the similar link, isn't it? He he got to the UEFA Cup final with the Borough. He yeah. Yeah. he uh, he won the first trophy with the Borough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Carrick might have turned around and said, "I actually don't want somebody like that. I want to develop yeah, myself." You don't know. Point. You don't know. Very good point. You don't know. It's a very good point. Yeah. Very good point. Good stuff, lads. Uh, I do believe we want to have one more ad break to go, then we're going to tidy up the rest of the show, lads. Whoa, celestial, celestial windows. Whoa, celestial, celestial windows. Whoa, celestial, celestial windows. Whoa, celestial, celestial windows. Windows, conservatories, and so much more. With high security, great quality, the company you've been searching for. Have you fancied rubbing shoulders with the legends? Well, we're on the lookout for the right person to produce the three legends. This may be a voluntary position, but you'll take on the responsibility of leading the most high-profile football show in the Northeast. Unbelievable when he come on. His pace and his finishing was, was different class. How many times did you swap your so, top, uh, Clarky? Thankfully, <laughs> I was sitting in 36 degrees, Daz, so I didn't have a top on. You'll work closely with Lee Clark, Craig Hignett and Darren Williams each week to produce a great show. If you are that person, then tell us. Reach out and get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email any of the three stations. That's hello at thetooneuk.com, hello at thecatuk.com, or hello at theredyuk.com. Jingle there, just the, uh, the, Love that the one. karaoke version. Just, just the instrumental, <laughs> lovely. Give a, a, a musical riff but there. It was boys. definitely mental, Steve. Definitely mental. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, fourth clue. Come on, let's have it, lads. You're gonna get this. See that? I was on the button. I was on the button. You were. You were. You were. I'm impressed. I gotta get this. You haven't got your boxing gloves on like what Daz had yesterday. No, I don't know. We. I don't need to wear boxing gloves. I'm well behaved. No, of course, of course. The clues are... But what the fuck today? Well, that just takes the cherry. All that money for nothing. Trust the retirement town... Oh, my voice went there. Oh, no, mister. Oh, mister. Trust the retirement town and the pensioners to be boring. The third clue was, I said, keep it tight, lads. And your last clue is, up until then, it was no snores. Just top drawers. Oh. Up until then, it was no snores, just top drawers. That's D R R A W E R S. The silence is. <laughs> is 
deafening. He's deafening. Oh. And I mean, it defeats the. Uh, I think it defeats the WhatsApp we've had from Pete in yeah. Law who's uh, talking oh, about. Well, let's, let's have, uh, he, well, he's, he's we talking about the, re- the, re- the redevelopment of um, uh, of whatever it's called stadium now. Uh, because the pitch apparently was rotated 90 degrees during the uh, the 2001 redevelopment. So really? I don't think any of that. I'll tell yeah, you what, Pete, changed. that's a hell of a fact. That yeah. line, that's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's not the one, but uh, love that. He also offered it was built on a gravel pit, so could that have, any, have anything to do with boring in terms of having to bore down into the ground? But Ooh, yeah. Nice. Do you know what? That's that's very clever. Pete, you're allowed to join more often, mate. I'm, I'm liking that. <laughs> but it's wrong. Yes. It's, it's wrong, but but I like the way Pete's mind works. That's that's uh, It's very indicative of a smart man from Towlaw. Love oh, well, there you go. Towlaw. There's, there's ice 15-year-old in Towlaw, apparently. But there you go. Um, yeah, Towlaw was, was the town where my mate, I think I've t- told you this story, live on television, Gerard Tubb, Sky News reporter, Heavy snowfall was reporting on the weather conditions and how the snow was up to your knees in Towlaw and, and a guy walks past, drops his kex, does a moon to the camera yes. while he's live across the UK and and then runs off with a smirk on his face. Magnificent <laughs> TV. Magnificent it was. The highest football ground in the UK as well. Indeed. Indeed. It is. Yeah, there you go. That's a nice little fact for you. Yeah, refereed that. Anyway. Yep. That's a... a, a, a Digressing we have, slightly. We have. We've, Anyone got any any no. guesses? No. Up until no. then, no snores, no. just draws, draws, draws. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll give it all, uh, just one last thing. Obviously, we'll give it all. Daz comes in before it's we nothing, give away the answer. But yes. it's nothing to do with. Uh, didn't they take a load of stuff for the stadium from the? Oh, what was it called? Was it the, the British Empire something or other Expo? Um, no, no, they wouldn't take and dra- no. sets of draws from there, would they? Um, I know there was that bizarre fact about Dean Court where they kitted it out with what was left after the the Great British Empire ex- Expedition. Expedition? It wasn't an expedition. It was an exhibition. There you go. Um, <laughs> You're right. Me, 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 me lips are letting me down. Me lips are letting me down, boys. Oh, I've got no idea with this one. I've got no I'm not, idea. I'm not going to nah. have the sniggers this time around. Okay, well, yeah, come nah. back. We've got a couple of minutes before Daz comes in. Just want to quickly touch on something um, that I mentioned at the top of the show. Fan entitlement. Fly Me to the Moon Forum was a hive of activity. It appears fans are split over whether they want Steve Gibson to remain as borough owner. In my opinion, as a Sunderland fan from the outside, I think he's been a fantastic owner. But, lads, and obviously the Dave and Rye essentially on this one, do you think it's time to move on? Mm. <sighs> <Dave>, go on. <laughs> I have to think. I have to think. <laughs> Well, the, the fact that you're actually thinking about it is is quite indicative that it's no longer like a, a, a shoe in that he should stay. Because mm. I mean, I mean mm. he's, he's given absolutely everything. I mean, Steve, we've both had bad owners in the past in in all that time that Steve Gibson's been there. Yeah. But the the, the fact now that some of the fans are even contemplating that it's time to move on, do you think that's a, that's a sign that uh, that it might be a changing of the guard coming? Well, we saw a little bit of, you know, to and fro, didn't we, with the, you know, the fans yeah. saying we're going to protest over the season ticket hike. I mean, it was bad timing, whoever decided to, to, to suggest that they were going to put season tickets up just after, you know, Middlesbrough's crashed out of the Carabao Cup and and then, you know, blowing the chances of the playoffs. And, and you know, it, it seems to be 
you know, it seems to be somebody again at the club who's who's making decisions which which are upsetting the supporters, and it's never a good way to go. I mean, Gibson's been through these kind of situations before um, at, yeah, at Borough. Has. I guess it just depends on on you know how he sees you know how he sees maybe the next five to ten years. Does he see himself? Managing the the football club, you know, you know, in uh, into the future, and he's he's done a hell of a lot. I mean, if if he if he packed up his troubles in his old kid bag and and, and walked off into the into the smog now, I don't think that um, I don't think the Borough fans would say that he'd done a bad job. You know, he, he's no, he's always no, going to no. be he's always going to be able to walk around Middlesbrough with his head held high. Um, it's all about timing when you're in that kind of position, um, but then. The other thing is as well, you don't want to, you don't want to sour your legacy. Um, you know, did, you know, it, is this the beginning of, you know, further turmoil? Are fans getting restless? Are fans gonna, are fans wanting more? Um, what I'll say is, be careful what you wish for. Um, That's exactly lots the of, point. Lots of fans wanted Shepherd and Hall out. I didn't. Um, you know, and and you know when Shepherd and Hall left the building we got Mike Ashley in riding in on his steed and you know we were thinking this is great multi-billion multi-billionaire owner um, English English owner you know the good times are back um, drinking in the big market with Mike Ashley even buying the round and then it, it all turned sour very quickly so just be careful what you wish for Borough fans um, mm. Gibbo's, a, Gibbo's a good one and most importantly he's a fan um, yes yeah. he's yes. got re- yes he's got restrictions when you look at what what other owners have got to spend but you know he runs he runs the ship properly and uh, I, I would say you know stick by Steve Gibson because you know good. he's brought you good times he's brought you a trophy um, which is more than our last set of owners have done over the years. So yeah. stick with them. Stick with them. Um, yeah. You've you've hit the nail on the head here. It's be careful what you wish for. That is the key. The key element there. Daz is with us as yeah, well. The Good, morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning, Daz. How are we doing? The um, you know, Gibbo's been magnificent for this club. The work he put in to save the club from going out of um, uh, going out of existence. Mm. Um, Way way back, uh, what was that? Was that eighty six? Um, you know, he, he was central to pulling the consortium together. He was central to all the work that was done. You know, and since then, he's taken full control of the club. And and what he's what he's done has been fantastic. And yeah. I think I'd ask fans a Can question. Can I give you this line, Dave? You Can I give a, you this line? Give me a line, mate. Give me a line. You e- you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, I know, ex- I know exactly where I know exactly where yeah. that's pointing, and this is what I was about to move on to. Fans who want to change, I would ask them the question: What do you want from your football club? What is it you're wanting? Are you wanting a football club that's going to be in the the top the top reaches of the Premier League where we once got to? Three successive Wembley Cup finals in eleven months, which is still a record to this day. I'll do that on what the fact. Um, <laughs> You know, you you for cup finals, ha- spending loads of cash to get the likes of the modern day Ravenelli's, Janinos, Emerson's, Hasselbanks, Vaducas. If that's what you want, the game has passed Steve Gibson in terms of money. You know, he has been steadfast. He's been rock solid. He's been a guardian a guardian of the football club, and he has made sure, like it or not. 
that silly decisions haven't been made which jeopardises the future of the football club again because it was jeopardised in the 80s. Um, you know, the pools companies took Middlesbrough off the pools coupons for that first week of the season because they genuinely thought the club had gone out of existence. Um, if the answer is yes and that's what the fans want, then Steve's not the right man to give you that because the game has massively accelerated in terms of the amount of money that you need to spend to compete. And, and then it's, what are you going to attract? You know, the Chinese mm. came in, we believe, and made an offer for the yeah. club. Yeah. And it wasn't right for the club in the eyes of the owner. Um, so who's going to come in? You know, there are all these, there's this talk of Peter Lim, the Singaporean businessman who is a gazillionaire and owns Valencia now and has, has shares Some in other clubs. And he's, he's just bought he's bought 40% of FC Salford with uh, with Beckham and Button and co. Um, what sort of owner are you going to get? We saw what happened with Ashley at Newcastle. You know, it really is a roll of the dice. It really is a roll of the dice. And I, and I point to what Bernie Slaven said uh, last week and this week on his show on the Red, which is... Who would want to buy Middlesbrough and for what reason? And I know the 12th man had a pop at him on their, their podcast immediately after on the red. But it's a question worth asking. Who would buy Middlesbrough, which equates to who would be interested and for what reason? And you've got to, you've got to untangle all of that before you even look at saying Steve Gibson passed the club on. Yep. I think, I think just quickly, Steve Gibson remains as important as ever. Because he's like a domino effect because his commitment, I think, ultimately convinces Carrick to commit, which in turn would then help convince players to commit. Yeah. Well said. So it's a domino effect for me. Steve Gibson commits and then that helps Carrick. And then Carrick commits uh, and then Carrick commits and then players commit to Carrick. So that's how it works. Yeah. Robbo came in for Gibble. Carrick's come in for Gibble. You know, just taking that rudder away could, um, don't know, could be a massive success and you get somebody with pots of cash like PIF equivalent in some other Gulf state and they just want to build this club, you know, to... Uh, Don't to do that. You'll not be able to spend it. There you go. <laughs> um, who knows? But I wrong? doubt it. Not I wrong. doubt it. So please mm-hmm. just, you know, just think about what might come in the future if that happens. That's, oh, as, you know, what about, as, as what about you and out, I just buy to, it? Just to put it out. Yeah, we, we could put a consortium together, couldn't we? Yeah, um, I reckon the Daz and Ryan can sort him. Answer of what the fuck I think lads. Are we going to wrap them up? Go, 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 go. Or to use a quote. Nobody cared who I was before I put on the board. Right, we're not getting the full intro. Go on, do it now. We got no idea. The clues were, well, that just takes the cherry, all that money for nothing. Trust the retirement town and the pensioners to be boring. I said to keep it tight, lads. And up until then, it was no snores, just top drawers. No, nothing. Nah, Brilliant. No. None of the first 46 Premier League games this season ended nil-nil. It's the joint longest run without a goalless draw for the start of a Premier League campaign level with 2020-21. So it was goals, goals, goals. We saw at least one of them in every game until Bournemouth and Chelsea ruined it in their goalless draw at the Vitality Stadium on September the 17th. So, yeah, that just takes the cherry, all that money for nothing. The cherries and all that money spent. The retirement team and the pensioners. Obviously, Bournemouth is a retirement town. The pensioners are Chelsea's nickname. 
I said uh, keep it tight, lads. Refers to the keeping out. Up until then, no snores, just top draws. So no snore draws, just top draws. Okay. 4-3, I'm coming back. Uh, we're, we're, we're already into Daz's show, but there's a, final what the f- there's a final what the fact. There's a final uh, WhatsApp. Uh, it comes from Jack saying, regards what the fact, can we have Stadium Scran back, please? Yes! <laughs> well, well, you will. Well. <laughs> Big shout out to uh, all of our WhatsAppers, Plymouth Rye, Jack from Leicester, Dunnell. Uh, good shout out to everybody. Thanks for your support this morning. Absolutely, uh, always. as always. Do it again tomorrow, boys. See ya. Take it easy. Bye, bye.